What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Listening to the new WCEG network on WCEGTalkRadio.com. Click live, uh, the live stream tab or watch us live on your smart TV, YouTube, WCEG network. I'm Dr. Charles Ross, and I'll be your host for your personal finance for the next hour or so. We're the Worldwide Community Empowerment Group, where we speak life into the community. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, and on Instagram at WCEG underscore talk underscore radio and at WCEG Network. And of course, uh, all the topics and opinions of the show hosts and guests are not the WCEG Network. And thank you for your support. Uh, for those of you who followed the show for a while, you know, one of my favorite t- topics to talk about is real estate. Uh, years ago, I was a big stock investor, but now I've joined, uh, oh, well, drank the Kool-Aid maybe. And you've, have- come over, you've come <laughs> over to the bright side. Well, you know, I don't <laughs> like to, to, you know, disparage one type of investment right. because everybody has their thing. Yep. But I think, and I'm getting more into my thing. Let me introduce my guests. This is my good friend, Bill Omi, and uh, I'm going to share my screen and kind of give you some background on this wonderful guy and what he does. Um, he is a real estate investor. And let me go back up here and start this from the beginning. And this is the group that uh, Bill is a part of, and I am a part of a real estate investors network. Look at all those people. I'm, there's what, four or 500 people in that group, and that's just in Atlanta, I think, or maybe one of the conventions. And... Um, but Bill owe me, like you owe me rent. <laughs> that's, that's always funny that real estate guy has a name like owe me. <laughs> uh, he's a 20-year real estate investor, lifetime, lifetime student, and value creation expert. And he'll share more about what that means. There's his phone number if you want to get in touch with him. He was working a 60-hour-per-week job, got laid off after 23 years, started reading books and taking courses, and voila, After four years, he was financially independent at the age of 44. And his favorite quote is, you don't know what you don't know. That's it. I'm telling you guys. So, So, Bill, you know, Bill, about, uh, we met, what, a couple of years ago? And I'm from Missouri, the show me state. You know, well, I'm not really from Missouri. I'm from New York. But uh, you have to show me. So, Bill, we talked. And... uh, Bill showed me the properties that he was doing because a lot of people talk to talk, you know, they're more interested in educating versus doing what Bill is doing. He owns 45 properties here in the Atlanta area and has been, I mean, hundreds of thousands of dollars a year he generates. And of course I'm feeling some of his school, uh, stealing some of his thunder and uh, so successfully now owns a, um, or operates a, a, what is it? An animal rescue farm? Would you? Well, call it? Yeah. 
uh, my wife and I both are founders of a animal rescue charity. Right. And by the way, it's uh, Circle of Friends Animal Society, COFAS, C-O-F-A-S dot org. And our, our van just blew up, the one that transports Ooh. the animals to, uh, to um, adoption days. So if you go on our website and you can spare a dollar... We need some money for a new van. That's it. Big van. That's what happens when you become financially independent. You could do what you want to do every day. You know, yeah, we'll work I, with I the charity. That's it. Every morning when he gets up, but I'm sure he's always looking for good deals. And when he finds them, he jumps all over it. I just want to get some things out of the way, Bill, and just ask some questions because a lot of people who are tentative with this pandemic and all the things that are happening right now in the economy, they're real afraid. So just, just why invest in real estate? What's, what's the reason? What's the benefits of investing in real estate for folks who, who haven't really thought about it too much? Well, and we have some slides we'll go over on how this works. But a thing about real estate that's different than any other asset class is that you can buy real estate at a discount. You can buy real estate. Let's say a house is worth $100,000 today. You can buy it for forty, fifty, sixty thousand dollars, mm-hmm. and create wealth instantly. Wow! You can't do that with any other. Think about it: stocks, bonds, mutual funds, Bitcoin, gold. None of those assets allow you to buy them at a discount and create wealth on day one. Mm. That's the amazing thing about real estate, right? And then with real estate, you can generate cash flow, and we're talking about sizable cash flow that the assets will then produce your, your income. So now you take yourself out of the working equation. You know, right now, 95, 96, 98% of the people, the only way they're bringing income into their lives is their own labor. And what wealthy people do is they accumulate assets and the assets do the work. It's, it's, that's why 90% of the millionaires in the country have done it through real estate investing. When yeah, you start that, realizing that, it's amazing. And that's why I tell people, you, you, if you prick most of, the, most of the millionaires and billionaires, they usually have two things in their portfolio, real estate and a business. You know, that was a, they have other stuff, but they mainly, you know, have real estate and, and a business that they're operating. Or real estate could be their business, you know. Um, so that's important. So that's a, that's a great thing. So, you know, uh, we're going to talk a little bit more how to get rich in real estate. So let's go through some of these slides here. And some of the things that, so you'll, you'll probably cover some of the questions that I have so people can get a better idea that you need to at least give this some serious thought. All right. So explain this slide, Bill. Well, guys, most of you have seen Robert Kiyosaki's book, right? The, the Rich Dad, Poor Dad. So there's four ways that people have money coming into their lives. Okay. The first way, everybody knows it. You go to school, you study hard, you get good grades, and you're an employee. Okay, that's great. So in this condition, you have you work for money. Okay, you trade time for money. Well, if you want more money, what do you have to do? You have to do more work. But there's other things associated with being an employee that most people don't realize in, until they get a little bit older. If you click through, we'll start seeing those. Yeah, you have the worst tax situation of any quadrant. The government actually penalizes you for being an employee. I, I know it's hard to believe, but they provide huge tax incentives on the other side of the equation. But as an employee, you get taxed the most. And also, as an employee, automation is replacing your job. 
So every company out there is taking software, robots, artificial intelligence, and they're making themselves more efficient and they're getting rid of people. Okay. So that's the employee. So people say, okay, I don't want to be an employee. Then I want to be self-employed. Okay. Congratulations. Self-employed is the hardest working quadrant. This is where if you don't keep working, the money doesn't keep coming in. I mean, you folks that are self-employed, everybody knows it. And this is the group that's really being hit hard from the, from the coronavirus, right? Self-employed, small businesses. So self-employed, again, if you stop working, the money stops coming in. Now, let's go on the right-hand side. Let's look at business ownership. So a business ownership leverages workers and systems. So the folks on the, right, on the left-hand side, the employees work for the business owner, and the government gives the business owner huge tax write-offs, unbelievable incentive to be a business owner. And automation now is making you business owners wealthy. So you're using the tools of technology to make more money, right? Because robots never take a, a sick day. They never have a bad, you know, bad attitude, whatever. Then finally, the quadrant that is the ultimate goal is actually the investor quadrant. This is where you have money strictly making money for you. And I ask people, I say, okay, what industry in the United States, they own all the biggest buildings downtown. They, they don't make anything. They just take your money and they create lots more money out of it. So what industry does that? And they are the highest profitable industry in the, in the world. And if they go broke, the government will always bail them out. It's the banks. <laughs> right? That's the investor class. And you're going to find out that through real estate, you can actually be a bank. So it's, it's a lot of fun. And the purpose of this slide is just to show folks the left-hand side, if you want to be an employee or self-employed, that's fine. That's 95% of the population. There's plenty of education to do that. But shows like this one is where you're going to get the education on the right-hand side. Well, to one, learn about business ownership and investing. Well, one of the things, you know, as I'm in education, and one of the things that we learn is that historically, educa education has been designed to make you employees. They've right. been designed to make you, it's, it's almost like a factory. They're trying to make loyal employees that you want a job. And uh, obviously, what we're teaching is not what's taught in public schools or even in colleges. Now, that's kind of changing a little bit, but not enough where you're seeing this onslaught. And then we're talking about this, this pandemic, the COVID relief thing, whatever they're calling it. And, you know, they're, they're, they're dickering over, well, should we give them $1,400, you know, But guess what? How much the corporations are getting? Hundreds billions, of millions of dollars. Billions, and, and, man. And we, don't, we don't talk about that. And, oh. and, and that's because the business owners have the ears of the politicians. And so guess what? Who are they going to listen to? We as normal citizens are sitting there trying to figure out, well, why can I get $1,400 versus uh, 600 And the business owners say, I want $10 million or $20 million, and they got lobbies to do that. So I just want to put that in perspective that the, the, the public school education, including college, is designed to make you an employee because back way long when they had the robber barons and all that kind of stuff, they needed people to run their factories. Now, guess what? The factory's in China somewhere now, so good luck with that, right? <laughs> <laughs> this is true. All right. So what else we got? Up so the point is that on the left-hand side, the employees and self-employed, basically that's a life of default. Meaning if you don't do something different, you will default as to being an employee or self-employed. 
But if you go to the next column over, that's where you actually lead a life of design. This is where self-actualization, this is where you get to do the things you want to do with life because of the system, because of the business ownership, because of passive income, because of leverage, right? Both technology and people. So it's just, it's not right or wrong. It's just, where do you want to operate? That's really what the question comes down to. And, and I guess the, the bigger picture, I, I'm sure you're going to get into this, is that when all this happened to give people control over your 401ks and all that, and that you need $10 million or some ridiculous amount to retire, well, guess what? With real estate, that's not the case. And I'm sure, Bill, you're going to talk a little bit. We about got a great slide on that. Yes. Okay, right, it's good. a lot of fun. Okay. So let's talk just real quick mechanics of real estate. There's actually four levels of real estate investing. First level is wholesaling. And wholesaling, you've seen it on probably on TV where you get a property under contract, you never buy it, you're just moving a contract from you to the end buyer. And that you can make maybe three to $5,000 on a deal and it takes about 30 days. Now, no money, no credit, okay? Because wholesaling is strictly moving paper. So the second level of real estate investing is actually fixing and flipping. And fixing and flipping now gets a little bit riskier because, yep, you got to put some money in, you got to take some risk, you got to create some value. And if you do it right, maybe thirty to $50,000 for a deal, and they take about six months. Now, can you lose money in fixing and flipping? Yes, yes. Oh, let me nod up and down. If you don't know what you're doing, you can lose money. I know they don't show that on TV, but it, there is risk associated with it. So that's fixing and flipping. The third level is actually buy and hold. Okay, so at level three, things start getting magical because now you're accumulating wealth rather than doing transactions. So what do you make on a buy and hold? Depends on how long you hold it and what type of property, but on a little house, 30, maybe up to 150,000, depending on how long you hold it. And you might hold it five years, you might hold it for generations, okay? And then the fourth level is actually money lending. So think about the banks. I'm not talking about saving up a hundred grand and lending it out at 6%. I'm talking about creating a hundred grand that didn't exist five minutes ago, actually creating money and then lending it out. So your return on investment is actually infinite. And how long are you going to lend it out? Depends on the deal. Could be six months, could be a year, could be 30 years. Okay. So those are the four levels. Now, why does this matter? This matters as you click through a little more because the first two levels are going to be earned income and transactional. Okay, what does that mean? Earned income being it's a job, okay? Transactional meaning you do it and you get paid. You do it and you get paid. If you don't do it, you don't get paid, okay? But levels three and four are different. Levels three and four are actually wealth creation and passive income. This is, see, real estate provides something that most other asset classes can't provide you with, which is the wealth creation and the passive income. So again, if you buy a property at a discount, and in my world, it's little houses. So you're looking for a house that's worth maybe 70 grand and you want to buy it for 20 or 30,000. So 70 minus 20, just by buying that house, you're now $50,000 wealthier. And my thing to, to to the audience is always, how long do you have to work a job to become $50,000 wealthier? Some people forever. But in real estate, you can do it instantly. 
Okay, that's again, why real estate is so powerful. And like you could do it with a little apartment building. Let's say you do it from, I don't know, a 10 unit apartment building that's worth 500,000 and you buy it for 200,000 and you create 300 grand at a closing table, right? Is it, the scalability is unbelievable. So wealth creation and passive income, remember the passive income is somebody's living in that place. So in real estate, you really go from having a job and you can have a job in real estate to financial independence where the money's coming in without you doing the work. That's what happens where it really starts to get nice. And that means you're going to go from, you click through from the big checks, right? Because everybody knows the big checks and they're fun. But the real, the real value is in the little checks, okay? So if you have money coming in every month, every month, every month, every month, and you're going to hear me talk about one word that is the word, and that is cash flow, baby, okay? Cash flow. That is the magical part of real estate, and that's why 90% of the millionaires do it through real estate investing, okay? So... I'm going to give you a two-step process for financial freedom. It's only two steps. Number one, buy cash-flowing assets at a huge discount. Create tax-free wealth instantly. Okay? And here's the other thing. Remember I talked tax-free? This when the tax code is written for wealthy people. When you buy that apartment building and you just become $300,000 richer on day one, what's the tax rate on that three hundred grand that you just created out of thin air? zero because we don't tax wealth in the United States. It's an income tax. See, wealthy people, they don't create income and then buy their wealth. They create wealth and skip the income part. And then you bypass the whole tax thing. You can build a multi-million dollar portfolio. If you don't sell it, you'll never pay taxes on it and your kids will inherit it tax-free. It's one of the best tax strategies there is. Just a little something. And then the second thing is maximize cash flow. So if you have these assets, how are you going to use them? Are they strictly rentals? Maybe long-term rentals? Maybe short-term rentals? Uh, other ways to juice cash flow? And you'll learn. If you're working with a real estate group, you'll learn different ways. Um, maybe the property is going to be used for student housing or transitional housing. Okay? Whatever you want to do that increases cash flow. So it's that simple, guys. Buy assets at a discount create wealth instantly, and just maximize cash flow. It's that simple. Why don't they teach us in school? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a good question, you know, and uh, I think that, you know, it's what, what I just said. They're trying to create employees, not in, not employers or, you know, uh, you know uh, financial independence. Because if that was the case, then no one would go to work. Then where would these <laughs> who's going to work well, Amazon we, in the factories? Oh, not factories, but in the warehouses, right? Right. <laughs> well, we have a we we have a joke a joke in our group. It's that um, jobs are for people that don't invest in real estate. That's <laughs> what we we have a T-shirt like that. Okay, now this is an interesting thing because because Charles says, "Hey, what about retirement in real estate?" Okay, so let's talk about this because this is huge. Okay, if you work a job which 95% of the people do, how much can you sell your job for after 40 years? Zero, right? You, you haven't built anything. You've just worked and built somebody else's business. Second thing, 
can you leave your job to your family? Let's say you're working your job and something happens to you and, and you die. Is it something that your family can inherit and keep the money coming in? No, because the job dies when you die, right? So let's change this a little bit. Instead of working the job, let's do this. Let's start acquiring wealth. Remember, wealth, not income. So you acquire four houses a year for five years. And guys, it ain't that hard. The first ones are the hardest. So if you're buying them at a discount, what happens? If you're buying them at a discount, click through. Tell my story. So you're going to create your wealth tax-free on day one. Like I said, maybe $50,000 per house. Okay, and then you're going to create value for others because what? People need shelter. They need good housing. And by the way, right now, there is a huge national shortage of reasonably priced houses. It's never been worse than it's been right now. So if you want to be in the housing business, it's the time to be in it. Now, how much are 20 free and clear $70,000 houses worth? What's your portfolio worth after that four years, five years? About $1.4 million, okay? Now, $1.4 million, but really what's the most important? Not the assets, it's the cash flow. So how much money will you have every month in retirement to spend on groceries, on travel, on whatever you want? Well, it's pretty easy. Once the houses are paid off, $500 a month times 20, that's $10,000 a month. But think about if you were doing what Wall Street's teaching you to do, which is to try to save $1.4 million. What happens if you live too long under Wall Street's plan? What will happen to your nest egg? It'll be depleted. You'll be broke. But if you generate cash flow rather than assets, it goes on forever. You can leave it to the next generation. Bill, okay? explain, explain cash flow for us. What, that, what does that Think mean? Think of cash flow. Cash flow is just the money coming in from your assets. So in this case, it would be rent. Okay, so every month, somebody's putting postal money orders or, or transfers or checks, and you're accumulating those and those go into the bank. So it's money spun off by the assets. It, okay. That's the cash flow. Are we talking about cash flow, meaning net cash flow, meaning after expenses? Um, yeah, I mean, you can look at it that way. Mm-hmm. My, my goal, though, is to generate as much gross cash flow as possible. Okay. okay? Right. And then you work to get the highest net. Because right. remember, you can never get more than your gross. Right. Right? So you always want to maximize gross cash flow. And then if you minimize expenses and taxes, your net goes up. Got it. Okay. So money coming in. And we're talking about tenants. People are always worried, oh, tenants, hard time with tenants. I've heard hard words. Your tenants are your customers. If you just create value for those people, it's amazing how little problems you'll have. And I'll give you an example of value. So when you rent a house, I don't rent to people that want to rent. I only rent to people that want to own. Mm. So now they have skin in the game right? They want to end up owning a house and they don't have any other way to do it because 90, 80% of the U.S. population cannot get a mortgage, cannot go into Citibank or Wells Fargo and get a mortgage. So as an investor, your ability to create value is almost unlimited. It's just crazy, right? And my thing is, do you, will there be less or more housing demand in the future? 
more, 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 right? People are streaming into this country. People need places to live. There's a shortage of housing. I think I read like in the state of Georgia, the federal government says there's a shortage of 173,000 units. Wow. Uh, Builders can't afford to build affordable housing, right? People are living two or three families in a house. So you, as an investor, have a tremendous opportunity to help society and make a lot of money. How do we know this works? Guys, it, this, is, this is old school. It's been going on for hundreds of years. This isn't fancy. This is, this is like 101. Mm-hmm. But there's a reason it works. It, it's 101 is because it works. That's why people do it. Okay, so real quick with retirement. This is important for you to understand the difference. It's not right or wrong. It's just different. And I don't say it's a retirement plan. I say it's a life plan. So first things first, do you set yourself up as an asset-based retirement account? That's what you're taught to do by your companies, by Wall Street, by the financial community. Or do you set yourself up as a cash flow-based retirement? This is what wealthy people do. So the first thing is you have to save. If you're in an asset base, you've got to save. You've got to scrimp. You've got to do without. You've got to eat rice and beans and beans and rice, right? And you've got to do it for years and years and years and years. Because actually, if you run the numbers, for you to make $10,000 a month, you're going to need $3.46 million in your retirement accounts. How is that working for everybody? It's like almost impossible. But on the cash flow side, you can create wealth and cash flow by just buying a property, so there's not this like save a 30 years thing. It's really learn, create value, and then execute. So that's the saving. The second thing about it is you've got to start like 30 years ago under the old model, right? And by the way, if you're 40 or 50 and you don't have a retirement plan with a million bucks in it, it's too late. There's just not enough time to do the compounding interest thing. Right. And if the market crashes, well, eight or 10 years were before your money comes back. But we're just showing you an example where if you were to learn to buy apartment buildings or trailer parks or storage units or something like that, three to five years, you can be done. Why? Because we talked about it. Because under the old plan, you were buying the assets at 100 cents on the dollar. You're buying them at full price and then hoping and praying that they go up in value. You have no control over that. But what wealthy people do is they buy the assets at a discount. They create their wealth instantly. There's no variable there. And then you've got to be old to retire. Whereas if you're doing cash flow, as soon as you get enough cash flow to pay your bills, you're done. So if you're 33 and you get it done, congratulations. If you're 45, if you get it done, congratulations. Under the old way, you got to save like until you're too old to enjoy it. Here's an important thing, though. If you do the old way with Wall Street, by the way, it's because Wall Street makes all the money on this deal. If you save and save and save and you have $3 million, which nobody has $3 million, let's say you have a million dollars somehow. The day you retire, what starts happening to your nest egg? It starts depleting because you're eating it. You're living on it. But on the cash flow base, you never touch the assets. You only eat the cash flow, right? You don't kill the chicken, you eat the eggs. So you can live to be 185 years old and you'll always have enough money. Here's the other thing about the the present way. You've got to go to work every day and earn the money. You've got to go and 
get your salary and pay your taxes and do your 401k and under under the wealth creation you don't even need money to do real estate investing you can actually buy assets that spin off cash flow without any of your own money i mean it's it's just too good to be true you got to learn how to do it okay there's some skills in there so do you want to do what you're told to do right now, which is Wall Street controls your success, right? The market goes up, you're, yay, the market goes down. Don't click anymore, though. This, there's a punchline on this next okay. thing, okay? <laughs> Either Wall Street controls you or you control you. That's really it. It's, it's not good or bad. It's just two different ways of looking at things. Okay, now here's a cool question. How much is that little house worth? Okay, make the next click. I'll give you a hint. There's the big house, a oh, big house, thousand square feet, brick house, three bedrooms, one bath. Guys, all in America, these houses are everywhere, especially in the Southeast and the Midwest. So click through it now, and then we're going to give you a hint. Click one more time. There you go. So we paid 28 grand for it. Um, it's worth, it appraises for 80, let's say, and it rents for 650 a month. So in most people's world, realtors, most financial planners, they'll say that house is worth $79.9. But it's not. Because how, do we, how are we going to base the value of our assets? Not on the asset price, but on the cash flow, right? <laughs> it's on the cash flow baby. <laughs> so let's go through it and let's show the magic of this. So how much is the house worth? It's actually worth $624,000. So wait a minute, Bill. This doesn't work out. Yes, it does. Stick with me. Because of this. Click. There you go. Because if you had $624,000 in cash, if you hit the lottery and you put it in the bank, you would make 1%. That's the money you would have available to spend without hitting your principal. That's, so that's, that's about on a good day right now. 1%. That's on a good day, right? I mean, some people are trying to find 1%, right? right? <laughs> so that means you'd have about $520 a month to buy groceries. But that house, renting at $650 a month, net of everything, taxes, insurance, upkeep, whatever, that house will yield $520 a month. So which is easier to amass? $624,000 in cash or buying a little house for 28 grand and getting the same cash flow. See, you got, you got to think of what's important. You can't eat assets, but you can live off cash flow. So it gets even better though, because not only is that, that house worth 624,000, but click. Hello, it is Ryan. And I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. 
Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The 624000 if you had cash right now, would be depreciating. It's actually losing value. And it's, it's, it's so bad because the Federal Reserve has lowered the interest rates below the rate of inflation. So you're actually losing like 2 or 3% a year on your purchasing power of your money. That's unheard of. That's never happened in the history of mankind because in a normal environment, a normal economy, it will never happen. People won't lend their money out below the rate of inflation. But when you have the government putting their thumb on the scale, people, the savers are being ripped off and the money's being fed to the speculators. But the house, the asset investment, will go up according to the, to the inflation. Because assets go up, dollars go down when there's inflation. And one more thing, click forward, you can't buy cash at a discount. You had to work to get that 624000 You couldn't buy it for $100,000, but you can buy the assets at a huge discount. See, again, it's, it's the cash flow-based model versus the savings-based model. So hopefully it gives you guys something different to think about. This is why real estate is so, so incredibly powerful, right, compared to just working and trying to save the money. So... The real question is, which way do you want to go? So we're talking about retirement real estate. Here's a couple of little houses, and we'll see how much they're worth. There's the house we just talked about. It rents for $650. It's worth $624,000 in cash flow. Here's another house. This one here, it rents for $695 a month. We only paid $19,500 for it. So it's worth $667,000 in cash flow. And then finally... And this is a gold mine, okay? Mobile homes. We paid $7,000 for this mobile home. And at the rent that it rents for, it's producing as much cash flow as $571,000 in the bank. Wow. Anybody here think there's a mobile home out there worth $571,000? They're all over the place. But we don't know what we don't know. Right? So it's a different way of thinking, a different way of looking at it. Okay? So I don't know. I threw a couple of deals up our group in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Um, this is Debbie and Jim. They're in our group. They bought a little house and they did a fix and flip. Remember, we we're talking about the four levels of real estate investing? So they did this house, 37.5. They put some money into it and they sold it six months later. They made $57,000. And that's a good payday, right? But it's still transactional. You got to keep doing it. But I thought I'd throw it up and just show you what's possible. Yeah. And as you said, that's a job. I mean, that's a job, to, right? You finish that one, you got to do another one. Right. And yeah. and it's risky. People don't realize on fixing and flipping. You know what your biggest risk in fixing and flipping is, Charles? What? Contractors. Yeah. Oh my God. If you get a bad <laughs> contractor, you could lose a fortune right if you don't know how to handle the relationship between contractors and 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 owners well just people just have to think about if they own a home the contractors they had to work with to just do stuff on their house yeah there's something about that artisan group that is just you know interesting i don't know what it is electricians plumbers 
uh, sheetrock, brickle. They just they're just specialty people. Not in a, I'm not saying that to disparage them, but they just operate on a different level. You know, it's really well. It's also it's creating value for them, right? Yeah. It's making sure that they're getting value out of the deal. If not, if you're like you're just trying to get the most work out of somebody, and then they don't do the work, you've got a problem. <laughs> so that's contractor. So the next deal that we were showing is this is just a little buy and hold. So Joseph, he's actually a tennis pro in our community. And he did a couple of wholesale deals and he parlayed that into that little rental house. I mean, that is the cutest house. Guys, here's the other thing about little houses. It's amazing. It, it, It doesn't have to be a house that you want to live in, right? You may say, well, that's too small of a house. But for thousands of families, they're like, oh my God, that's, that's a beautiful house. Right? That's much better than living in an apartment. So in this case, he's getting $600 a month on that cute little house, and he's making 24% a year on his money. But remember, he bought it at a discount. So he creates, every time he buys one of those little houses, he creates thirty dollars to $40,000 worth of wealth in his portfolio just by buying the house. Right, And he's 28 or 30 years old. Okay, here's another way to create value in real estate. If you don't pay your taxes, so people buy houses and they can't pay their property taxes for whatever reason, eventually the county will auction off the houses to investors like you and me because they need their tax revenue, right, for the students, for the school teachers, for the police and firemen. In this case, Jim and Debbie, they fell upon a a tax deed here that they bought for $13,000, and they sold it a few months later, and they made forty-five grand on a tax deed. Because remember – it's finding properties at a discount. You're, you're working with people that need to sell, not necessarily want to sell. My company, see that little turquoise house? Notice the little houses? We bought that at a county courthouse for $1,500. Wow. And when we took possession, and we have to wait a year in Georgia, we took possession of a $59,000 house. And that house is rented right now for $500 a month. So my point is this. People worry that it's like, oh, I need money to do real estate investing. It's not a money issue. It's knowledge and relationships. And that's really where it's at. Talk about, I'm not going to say with city, we did, we were looking at this. We were looking at tax deeds in a small city in Georgia mm-hmm. and the, the COVID thing kind of messed it up. But here's the deal. Like Bill was sharing, you buy a property for the back taxes, right? You know, and you get control of the property. You have to wait a year, but because of Bill's such a smart guy, he said, well, guess what? You don't have to wait a year. You go to the guy and say, hey, listen, you know, um, you're not going to get, you're going to have to, you know, get up this property. Uh, why don't I give you a couple of dollars and I'll take possession of it now? You know, yeah, that's a strategy. You can actually buy out the right of redemption. Yeah. 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 Right? And, and that just accelerates the process. Right. Right. So those are some sure. of the things you, you learn and when you're doing this to try to get control of the property as soon as possible and not having to wait a year. But in Georgia, you got to wait a year. because That's a good thing. And every state is different. Every now, state. here's a couple of people in my group that uh, Lisa and Jackie, they did a wholesale deal. So they were brand new in real estate and they found this property. It was a probate deal. OK, and they did a uh, they did a wholesale deal and they made twelve thousand five hundred ninety nine dollars and twenty eight cents in 30 days. But you know what? They didn't have any money out of their pocket to do this deal. No yeah. credit, no money, knowledge and relationships. And they so earned 12,500. So the no money out of pocket. So it's a probate deal means somebody died, I'm assuming the homeowner died, right? right? And it was in his estate. 
So explain kind of just cursory what happened. So they went to the family. They had found the family that was going to inherit the property. And they said, would you like to sell the property? And the family was two or three people scattered around the United States. And, and this is typical. It might not have been a very exact story, but this is how probates tend to work. And the people are like, yeah, we don't want the house. I mean, we're sorry mom died and everything, but we're a thousand miles away and we have bills to pay. And so they got the property under contract. Let's say they got it under contract for $100,000. Okay. And because they're in the, they have relationships, they know there's buyers out there, whether they're fix and flip people or landlords, they found somebody who would pay them $112,599.28. You know, more than that because of closing costs. So they got it under contract and then they went to the seller and they said, would you like to buy our contract for this house? Or they went to the buyer. And they said, would you like to buy? And the guy said, well, yeah, that's a great deal. Great. Let's go to a closing table. Everybody signs. We get paid our $12,599.28. The people that inherited the house get their money quickly, right? Because they wanted to pay their bills. Mm -hmm. And some landlord got himself a really good house to then rent out to folks for the future. Right? So everybody's a winner. That's a sweet deal. Here's an example. This is a lot of fun. What are we talking about controlling a property? So that house, which is probably about $220,000 house, these folks, these young kids here, Ulysses and Ivan Perez, they're in our group. They actually got the control of that house for $1. And they structured a deal with the seller so that the first day they earned, or click through and I'll show you the box. So they earned $15,000 on that deal within 30 days, and they're going to earn $43,000 within three years. Now, remember, they control that property for a dollar. So I don't know. What's that return? $43,000 on a dollar invested. I think that's like 4 million percent return on investment. But the point is, the, the person who had the house is thrilled. Everybody's happy. And these young kids with no money and no credit, basically did a real estate deal. See? And so, I, I, you know, people always, I hear, well, I don't have any money and I have a credit. And I'm like, yeah, so what? That's not, you know, that's not what it takes. What it takes is knowledge and relationships. That's really the point. So there was a great deal within our group. Now, one last story, and this is about people, right? We talk real estate's all about people, and it really is. It's people have property problems. So Alvin Lamb is a great friend of mine, and he's about 28 years old now, but he's been with our group for three years. And I said, Alvin, what was your situation when you started at 25? So click through and we'll show what his story is. Okay, so he rented a house. He had a car loan. He didn't have any equity. Um, he has $50,000 in student loans. He worked at Chipotle. He was a Chipotle burrito roller. Okay. He used to work from 7 a.m. to 1130 at night. He didn't know anything about real estate. Now he went and got his bachelor's degree in college and didn't know anything about real estate. He didn't know anyone in real estate, so he didn't have any relationships. And he was making $9 an hour and he was broke. So how many people do you out there know of people like that, especially now with this, this virus, what's happened to people's jobs? There's millions of people. They're trying to reinvent themselves. They did everything they were supposed to do. And through no fault of their own, they got to start over. So Alvin said, okay, I'm going to learn this real estate stuff. I'm not kidding. And so now after three years, Alvin owns his own house. 
you click through, I'll tell you the rest of the story. His car is paid off. His student loans are paid off. He now is retired. Remember I talked about passive income? Three years, Alvin is retired and he's traveling around the country helping other people do this. He has 85 rental units, right? And now he works with a community of investors. So he has people around him that are smarter than he is. And because his apartment buildings rent out, his apartment buildings pay him $14,000 a month. And he's a millionaire because he bought the properties at a discount. Okay. Now, look, I'm going to tell you, results are not typical. This guy is serious, right? But my, here's my point. What, what job could you have and in three years be done? There is, it, it doesn't exist in the job world, but it does exist in real estate investing and business ownership. So here's some of his apartment buildings because Alvin, is a, he's got them all around the country, right? 85 units, partnerships in six states. I said, Alvin, is there anything else I can tell the, the audience about your situation? Click through. He said, you realize I was broke when I got started. I didn't have any money. I did this being in debt in three years. And I'm like, wow, I got to tell your story, Alvin. That's a great story. So again, guys, this is the sort of thing that's possible. Everybody will work at their own pace, but it's not possible in the job world. It just, it's impossible. So hopefully you guys, maybe it'll stretch and make you think a little bit. So I threw one last slide up. You got the big checks, you got the little checks. Anybody here still think real estate investing is boring? <laughs> so Hopefully you guys will take something from this, get educated, start hanging out with people that are doing this and, you know, build your financial freedom. And, that, and that's what it's, that's what it's all about, you know, and I think that people have to understand that, you know, it, you have to want this bad enough. I mean, and the one thing you didn't talk about, Bill, that I want you to kind of just elaborate a little more before we go is the why, you know, you know, the why I think is so, so important. I know for me it was, and you talk about that. Explain what you mean by the why. This is a personal development thing, guys. If you, if you focus on the end goal, and this is right out of Stephen Covey's book, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. The last one is begin with the end in mind. So right now, you guys are all taking time and watching this video. Why are you here? What is it that is your purpose in life that you've got to accomplish while you're on this planet. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. And it could be anything. It could be, look, I want to help my kids. I want to help my church. Um, I want to build hospitals in third world countries. We have a guy in our group has a charity that builds water wells in impoverished villages overseas. So his company or his charity goes in and he takes a village where these poor people are drinking like 
you know, dirty water out of a river and getting sick. And they'll drop a well 300 feet into the ground. They got a special pump with a solar panel. And now the whole village has fresh water. It changes everything. You know, we're so lucky in America because we just turn the spigot on and clean mm-hmm. water comes out, right? And we're like, oh, yeah, everybody. Ha-. No, no. Huge portions of the world don't have that. And so that's one of his things. He's like, look, I want to get so that people have clean water. My world is animal rescue. So my wife and I have always been big, you know, taking in animals, helping animals. And when the real estate started taking off, we got to buy a farm. We have an 11 acre, we call it the, the, the sanctuary. And the charity volunteers use that farm to take care of animals while they get them ready for adoption. Right. So if we didn't have real estate, if we were working crappy jobs, we couldn't afford that. But because of the real estate, it's like, you know what? We don't have to wait until we die to make some sort of impact on the system. Let's do this. And our charity has found homes for over 7,200 animals in our little three-county area. Wow. I mean, so that's 7,200 animals that would have, you know, terrible lives, abuse, starvation. And not only that, but we helped out the local veterinarians because <laughs> now we have budgets for spay and neuters, you know, animals that, that have to get emergency surgery, our charity pays for it. So people that can't afford it, it's taken care of. And it just helps the whole community. So focus on your why, whatever it is. I, I, you know, that's up to you. But there's, I think it was in the 18th century, was it Henry David Thoreau? He said, most men lead lives of quiet desperation and go to the grave with a song still in them. <laughs> if you think about that, I know it's a little corny, but it's true. So many people never achieve their life's purpose. And it's one, because they don't think about what it is and, and then plan to get there. They just sort of stumble through life and then, you know, maybe they do, maybe they don't. So, yeah. Well, thank you, you so think much. About that. I mean, just a wealth of knowledge. And um, like I said, I'll share your stuff as you get over. But thank you so much, Bill, for coming on. And uh, we'll be talking soon. My pleasure. Anytime. All right. Take care, Bill. All right. Okay. Yeah, he is, um, you know, the guru when it comes to, uh, you know, investing. So, um, you know, uh, you know, I think that's the important thing. So, all right, Bill, we'll see you later. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Thanks, guys. All right. So, you know, uh, the thing you have to always remember is that what is your why? You know, why are you doing, you know, what you're doing? For me and, and my wife, uh, the reason why we got into real estate was because we wanted to uh, have a different life. I'm, you know, getting close to retirement and uh, we've crafted a plan, you know, that we can execute over the next three or four years. This year, we'll probably buy another two properties. We only already own two. And so over the next uh, six months, nine months before the end of the year, buy two or three properties. Now, here's the thing about us is that, you know, uh, I want to kind of just recap some things to make sure people understand why invest in real estate. And the reason is obviously is cash flow is that, you know, you're going to get the cash flow. You're going to get the tax breaks. Uh, you're going to get the appreciation, you know, the asset going from a dollar to $2 and you're building wealth and that equity. In other words, how much you bought it for and what it's worth. So if you bought something for 50,000, it's now worth a hundred. That difference is, is your net worth. And one of the things that, I'm disappointed in the media and you probably see it all the time online, 
they'll talk about an athlete or an entertainer or business person's net worth or worth, net, net worth, they'll say. And I find that misleading. And let me tell you why. Net worth, in other words, what you, your net worth is the assets you own, what your liabilities are, what you, what you borrow to get that asset, the difference between what you, what the property or what the asset is worth and uh, what you borrowed to pay for it is your net worth. So let's say, for example, that you have a, a million dollars in assets, but you have a half a million dollars in liabilities, loans and debt and that kind of thing. If you sold that asset, follow me here, if you sold that asset and paid off the debt, you'd have a half a million dollars. One million minus 500,000, that's a half a million dollars, okay? So <laughs> when they say somebody's net worth is X, here's the problem with that. How do you know what they owe on those assets that they have? And it's really misleading. And I think they do it so people will click through it and say, okay, how much is Dwayne Wade worth? How much is, is uh, Michael Jordan worth or whatever the case would be? And it's very misleading. So that's, that's, that's a challenge. So I wanted to kind of share that. Um, the, the, the real con or perhaps, you know, thing that is a disadvantage when it comes to real estate, the transaction costs are a little bit higher. The risk is a little bit higher. But look what you got have to gain. If you do it right, then you won't have it. But now some people have gone broke investing in real estate. People have gone broke investing in stocks and things like that and other type of businesses. It's just, what do you see as your value? And as Bill was sharing, he shared about, you know, the 401k and 403bs that people have and how they can use those assets. You know, um, they have to have a million dollars to generate. Now you're going to need a lot more than that because right now, if you were to, you know, um, you know, uh, get a million dollars and invest it in a bank and get an interest rate, you might get 1%. So that means on a million dollars, 1% would be, see, 10% would be 100,000, 1% would be $10,000. You follow me? So you need maybe 100 million, oh, no, I'm, I'm exaggerating, but the point is that with real estate, that's not the case as we've already seen. So that's a big thing to look at. So here's some of my suggestions, okay? And I'm gonna share you some of the things that, uh, that my wife and I do before we go. You got about eight minutes left. First of all, study. You have to study and learn about investing. And I'll share you know, more about that if you're interested um, to give you a way to reach out. Pick a strategy. Uh, Bill talked about a couple of strategies. There's a bunch of other strategies when it comes to real estate. You have to pick one. Um, for example, my wife and I have decided to invest in small properties. Bill's small properties are 50, 70, 60, 70,000. Mine are more like 30 to 40 or 50,000. Okay. All right. And there's a bunch of properties like that in certain cities, not only just in Georgia, but around the country. So you have to pick a strategy. Mine is buy and hold. Buy property, hold on to it. The third thing is pick a market. Where are you going to do this? There are people that I know who are investors who can't invest in the city that they live in. So for example, New York City, very expensive, very hard to get into real estate there because the properties are so expensive. So you have to invest out of state. So you got to pick a market that where that's going to fit your strategy. Um, pick your investment criteria. Okay. That means that when you buy a property, what are you looking for? Now, without strategy, our strategy is that we're buying properties, 30 to 50,000. We want to have cash flow 
of anywhere from 15 to 20 percent. Okay, that means that we're getting 15 percent off that asset. And I'll show you that in just a minute. Okay, build a team. You're going to need a real estate agent. You're going to need probably a lawyer. You're going to need a CPA or a tax person that knows taxes. Okay. Um, you're not going to need an appraiser because the companies hire those, but those are the three ones. You need an agent, a CPA, and uh, what did I say? Oh, a lawyer to help you understand some of the things that might come up. Okay. And then um, financing, where are you going to get your financing from? We found a couple of banks that will lend us on our small properties with anywhere from 15 to 20% down. So think about this. Okay. I buy a property for 30,000. I have to put 15% down. What's that? $4,500. Then I can rent that property out for five or $600 a month. Guess what? I've made my money back that I put down in the first year. Everything after that is gravy. Let that sink in for a minute. And then you have to find cash for your down payment and a creative plan. In other words, where are you going to get the money for your down payment? Uh, you could go to your 401k. You can get private investors. You could go to friends and relatives to borrow money from them. Um, and then create a plan to find deals. In other words, how are you going to find these properties? Okay. Now, Zillow, Trulia, and Realtor.com are great places. You can put in your criteria in those search engines and find all kinds of properties, depending on what your criteria is. So that's important. So I think those are the things you're doing. Now, I want to share my screen for here for a minute before we get over here. Let me see if I can find it. Uh, oh, there it goes. Okay. All right. Here we go. Okay. So check this out. All right. Let's see. Let's go here first. Okay. So here it is. These are some properties that we're looking at, right? We're getting ready to pull a trigger on sometime this year. And we got five minutes. I'm just going to say A, B, C, D. Here are the properties. Here you see the price. Here's what I'll offer. Here's the kind of property, three bedrooms, one bath, monthly rent, annual rent, property taxes, insurance, vacancy, 10% of the, um, you know, rent of the property for, um, for uh, you know, vacancy and maintenance and things like that. Then net operation operating income. That's the difference between your uh, rent and your expenses. Okay. Cause we're going to look at what we're going to put in our pocket. Cap rate. That's the rate of return that you're getting on the investment. Look at this almost 16%. That's based on, the off the price of the property the thirty two nine on this one, but look here, if the if I buy it based on the offer price, guess what? My return goes up to almost twenty one percent. Now this column right here, that's Section Eight. Right now I'm only buying Section Eight properties. Why? Hmm. What's going to happen over the next when they lift the moratorium on evictions? A bunch of folks going to get evicted. Well. With Section 8, guess what? You get your money right there every month. <laughs> every month. First of the money that month, that money comes in. How sweet is that? Okay? So now, so we've narrowed down our properties, and here's perhaps what we might be looking at. Okay? I just want to kind of focus on here. So on this line right here, if we buy these three properties for 103000 that's almost $2,000 a month in rent, okay? 23, almost $24,000 in annual rent. Our net operating income, 18.3. If I buy them based on the offering price of 126 for all three, 
it'll be 14%. But if I buy them on my offer price, in other words, what I actually want to pay for it, it goes up to 18%. And down here is a little bit of the mechanics of down payment, what the mortgage is going to be. But get look here at this little box right here, down at the bottom. Okay, $24,700 is the net that I'm going to get every year. How many times would you want to do that? Now, I'm not going to say it's easy. The biggest issue for my wife and I, when we decided to buy, was buying that first one. Once you buy the first one and you get past that, guess what? You're ready to rock and roll. Then all of a sudden you're like, wow, that's really sweet. And guess what? I'm not doing anything. That I'm getting that money every month. That money's coming into my I'll check an account every month. Okay, we just sold uh, our, one of our, our, our primary residents, okay, and moved into a new one, and we rented that one out. Okay, <laughs> we're getting out five or $600 a month. Okay, all right, so my point is that you have to decide, you have to have a plan on, on how you're going to get out of this life alive. How are you going to do it? And I think the old way of, of putting money in a 401k, a 403b, like Bill said, if you're 40 and you don't have a couple of million dollars, a million dollars in the bank right now, what are you going to do? And I think what's happening right now in America that you have so many people who are working beyond 70, not because they want to, because they have to. And that's pretty sad that you work all this life. We went to college, you did everything you're supposed to do. And you said at 65, I'll be able to retire. And guess what? That's not happening for a lot of people. And that's unfortunate. But that's why we have this show. That's why the WCEG network exists to share this kind of information. All you got to do is make a decision to send me an email, charlesross at outlook.com. Real easy, charlesross at outlook. Or you give me a call at 404-272-4633 and I'll share more about the strategies on, on how we can do that. Um, and it's exciting. Uh, just an exciting time for us to be right now. There's going to be some great opportunities coming around this year. Unfortunately, we have a pandemic. There's, we didn't create it, but there's going to be some opportunities. And I think you want to be one of the ones that take advantage of that. Thank you so much for being a part of the show and, and listening and watching. And uh, if you have any questions for future shows, please hit, hit me up at charlesrossatoutlook.com or uh, give me a call at 404 272 Four six three three. Thank you so much and enjoy the rest of your day. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.